Does anyone else find it interesting that AEW named their show Dynamite? Because according to ACDC, TNT, I'm Dynamite. Just some food for thought. It's time to take a journey through Sick Daddy's mind on Sick Daddy's Wrestling Show. Here's Sick Daddy. Hello and welcome everybody to another episode of Sig Daddy's Wrestling Show. I'm your host Sig Daddy and in this episode I give you my review of the debut episode of AEW Dynamite on TNT. But first, let me tell you what's going on this weekend, WWE Hell in a Cell. So Bray Wyatt the Fiend, Seth Rollins for the Universal Championship inside the demonic structure known as Hell in a Cell. Also inside Hell in a Cell this weekend will be the man Becky Lynch and Sasha Banks fighting for the Raw Women's Championship inside Hell in a Cell. I'll have my review up for that on Monday after the pay-per-view. Also, don't forget to follow me don't forget to follow me on Twitter and Facebook at Sig Daddy Wrestle. Also on my podcasting platforms, Podbean, YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcast. But let's get started with this debut show for AEW. We start out with Tony Giovanni, JR, and Excalibur on commentary hyping up the night i was i'm very excited about this announcing just got to work together and get some chemistry it'll take a little bit but i'm excited for this combo and group of uh well this trombo between tony jr and excalibur it starts out cody rhodes versus sammy guevara uh it's a little slow paced match at the beginning but it picked up quite a bit uh some highlights from that cody hit a springboard cutter guevara hits his own springboard cutter they trade springboard cutters uh guevara closing stretch he gets back in the ring missed the top rope moonsault standing moonsault then a shooting star press hits uh earlier on in the match i forgot to note this but uh guevara cody rhodes was going for a dive on to him but he threw brandy in the way and then brandy eventually gets the revenge on guevara by hitting her with the heel rhodes hits a beautiful disaster kits kick gets a long two count and then Cody hits a reverse suplex off the top rope, gets a long two count. And then Guevara gains the momentum back, jumps into the ring from the top rope, hits a Spanish, jumps from the ring to the top rope, hits a Spanish fly off the top rope for a long two count. Then Sammy goes for a shooting star press. Cody blocks it with his knees inside, cradles him for the three count. Post match, Shivani goes for the interview. Guevara erupts, interrupts. Guevara shakes his hand, then Jericho attacks him from behind, starting this build for this match at full gear between Jericho and Cody. Hits the code breaker twice during the split screen commercial break. Jericho grabs camera. He actually takes a selfie with it, kind of a funny thing. Uh, then beats Cody down with a chair, sets up two chairs, and then power bombs him across him. And uh, takes the mic from Shivani, pushes him. And then uh, the beatdown segment. It was a little long, but 
kind of went into the commercial break, the split screen commercial break. At least I was able to see what happened during the break. It was just a little too long. It was a very prolonged beatdown, but I'll give the grade of the match and the segment a B. I thought the pacing felt a little slow at the beginning between Guevara and Cody, but they built into something pretty good, gave Guevara a good showing, and it helps Cody build his momentum as he goes towards the AEW Championship match at Full Gear. Pretty fun closing stretch. The right guy won. Up next was Brandon Cutler versus MJF. Not much to see really here. Looked like Brandon Cutler, as the match was going on, MJF doing his kind of getting his heat and stuff and berating the crowd and talking trash and such. Uh, Cutler would get momentum. He would hit a springboard dot, not a springboard dive, but a suicida, and then would go back in the ring, go up top rope, and then he would try to hop. He fell off of it, and then like it looked like he hurt his ankle, and then he just skipped right to the finish pretty much as uh, MJF was holding the ref in front of him. He gets the ref out of the way, elbows him, and then puts in a Fujiwara armbar, and Cutler taps immediately. I'm going to give it a C, kind of not sure really what happened. I think Cutler might have, I think Cutler might have got, actually got hurt because it looked like they just went right to the finish. Not much of a match, it was just kind of there. Next match on the card, actually, let's go to the segment, the next segment actually, because uh, Chris uh, Villa interviews Jay and Silent Bob, talks to them for a second. Jack and Jack Evans and Angelica come out speaking a bunch of nonsense. And uh, interrupted him. Private party shows up with drinks saved the day. And then eventually SCU, they show a promo video. They give announcement by the White House. I, I don't know, but Scorpio Sky, he can do a pretty good Obama impression. I really like that. Uh, then SCU comes out, interviewed by uh, Tony Schiavone. And they're trying to figure out who's going to be in the tournament. Scorpio Sky tells them, tells them he's out. And uh, Daniels and Kazarian are in, and they're talking about the experience they have. Then the Lucha Bros come out. Ray Phoenix just say they're the bat said the bat. Eh. Ray Phoenix said they're the best tag team in the year universe. And then per- Pentagos's Cero Cero Miedo kind of shtick, and then the teams brawl, and that goes to commercial after that. Uh, next match it was Hangman Page versus Pack. Some highlights from that match. They brawl to start, trade big strikes. Page turned him inside out with a clothesline. This was a pretty hard-hitting match. Uh, the Good mixture of kind of grounded stuff with high-flying stuff. Pack kind of slowed the action down, but it didn't slow it down too much. But Pack hit a, he hit a springboard moonsault on Page. Uh, Hang, Hangman also hit a moonsault on him later in the match. Uh, Pack hit a springboard 450 during the match. The finish... Uh, Page goes for, Page goes for the buckshot lariat, and then Pack distracts the ref, hits a low blow on Page. They don't see it. Then eventually, Pack hits a black arrow on Page's back, puts him in brutalizer. Pack submits him. I'm gonna give that match a B. It was a good match, best match of the night so far of the three. It, but it sets up a Page redemption story. While giving Pack another big win, Pack getting more momentum, which will, I think will likely lead him to a world title shot sometime in the future. It's a pretty hard hitting match. Britt Baker, then they she joins 
the commentary team for the women's championship match. The AEW Women's World Championship match to crown the first ever AEW Women's World Champion. It was Nyla Rose versus Rio. But before I get to the match, I wanted to take note of something. Uh, I was noticing they were kind of struggling with these split-screen breaks during the show. Uh, JR's not really used to them. I think that's part of the reason why they were kind of struggling with them, along with Excalibur and company. They're just not used to it like the WWE product is. It's kind of new to JR because he has no experience, I don't think, with this. But it'll be something interesting to see how if they can get better at transitioning into those breaks here in the future. But into the action, some highlights from this match. It was kind of a big, small person, big giant versus a underdog trying to fight from underneath kind of story here. But uh, there are some... Nice little spots in this match. Uh, Rose, she for some reason was dead set on grabbing chairs. At one time she grabs a chair and the ref takes it. Uh, Nyla throws Rio around. Rio does a really good job of selling. And also Nyla does a very good job of selling Rio's offense during this match. Uh, Rose, she then eventually, she eventually grabs a stack of chairs, puts Rio on him, and then tries to do a somersault off the apron, Rio moves, Rio then hits her double stomps off the apron, but uh, later on, Rose would hit a Samoan drop on Rio during the split screen break, Rose front hits front suplex on the ropes, Rose goes up up top, it hits a high flying knee, it was a pretty nice looking knee, uh, that closing stretch, Rio tried to pick up and flip Rose over as Rose was trying to go for like a power her power bomb. Rio tried to kind of back body drop her over and it did not work. But uh, Rio would fight back and gets hit with a big boot. Then Rio would eventually roll Nyla Rose up for a very 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 long two count. Then. Rose would kick out. Rose would then hit a clothesline, then a Death Valley driver for a very long two count of her own. And then Rose, on the second rope, Rio would hit a modified version of a superplex. Very impressive because the size discrepancy in this match was absolutely astronomical. But then Rio hits the double knees to the face, gets the pin, and becomes the inaugural AEW Women's World Champion. I'm going to give that match a B+. It was great seeing Rio fighting from underneath, kind of like the Rey Mysterio of... She's going to be the Rey Mysterio of AEW, the female version. And I was kind of surprised to see that they uh, went with that result. It felt like they were going to go with the heel champion as their inaugural champion, kind of building up that rivalry between Nyla Rose and Britt Baker eventually. But I get it with the balance thing. You kind of want a heel world champion... And also, you want to balance it out with a face. I think that's what they kind of tried to do here is balance it out with a face champion. And the really young Riho is the inaugural AEW Women's World Champion. I'm going to give that a B plus. Nakazawa, Michael Nakazawa, to come in to interview her. Rose would then attack her with... Attack Nakazawa with a Tiger Bomb. Hits it on him. Then uh, tries to attack Rio. Kenny Omega then makes the save. Which brings us to our main event after the break which was the elite Kenny Omega, Matt, and Nick Jackson versus Jericho in the debuting, well, their first match, Ortiz and Santana. 
So it's Omega and Santana to start. Jericho eventually puts in the walls on Omega. Bucks then super kick him and stuff breaks down Santana and Ortiz. They get, they get super kicked by the Bucks also. Some tag team dive action by the Bucks. Omega gets ready for his big kind of somersault plancha. But then Moxley shows up, assaults Mega. They fight into the crowd. Back in the ring, it was Jericho and Matt Jackson there. But then they keep cutting to the... They're, they're staying with Omega and Moxley. They brawl to the VIP area. Moxley then DDTs him through the glass table on the outside. So that pretty much takes Omega out of the match. And this was kind of just more of the... I think more of a story match more than anything. It wasn't much of a main event other than it was kind of a two-on-three handicap match. It was more about Omega getting beat up and then the story afterward. But here's the fi- kind of the finish of the match. Nick Jackson, after repeated attempts to getting tagged and getting stopped, he gets the hot tag, hits moves on everybody, hitting a, hit a spinning moonsault on the outside. It was pretty nice. And then they go for the indie taker. But uh, on Nick... Gets hit with a code breaker. Double team moves in from Ortiz and Santana lead to a Judas Effect elbow to finish the match. Uh, Cody, he comes in to make the save as the Bucks are getting beat down by Santana, Ortiz, and Jericho. But then Garvara comes out, hits a low blow. And then Dustin, he makes the save. Dustin Rhodes comes out, makes the save to clean house. But then a surprise debut it's Jake Hager, formerly known as Jack Swagger. He comes in and beats down all the faces. And then there's some We the People chants. Uh, then a gut wrench, gut wrench powerbomb on the timekeeper's table by Hager onto Dustin Rhodes. That was, it looked pretty rough. But uh, and then a Judas Effect elbow on Cody. So we got a new alliance here in AEW. The crowd was really into the show tonight. I, I'll have to say that. Crab was really into it, just like they've been into the last couple of pay-per-views. But this uh, was not much as a, as a match as it was the angle moving forward uh, the str- with Moxley and Omega. And then it, that kind of took it away for me a little bit. Kind of took a bit away for me. Uh, and then I, li- I really like the debut of Hager. It sets up a huge alliance to rival the Elite. So it's Santana, Ortiz, Guevara, Jericho think i got everybody on that yep santana ortiz jericho guevara and hager that gets that uh, makes it an alliance that rivals the elite and it's going to make things interesting on aew it seemed very similar to an nwo style beatdown to me i don't know it just felt like an mwo beatdown i thought we got brought back to a brought back in a time machine back to 1997 where it, NWO and is running roughshod over everybody and I hope this doesn't lead to an imbalance where the faces get beat down all the time and not getting any of the revenge but I don't think it's going to go like that I don't think the Bucks and Cody and the decision makers in AEW are going to let that kind of thing happen again I think they'll do the right thing and eventually have the elite themselves go over the heels in that big group that they're going to be contending against. 
So, but it's going to make for interesting TV, I'll say the least. It makes it compelling TV moving forward. That segment overall gets a B for me. And then the overall grade of this show for me it is a B. It was nothing great from a wrestling standpoint, really. But uh, there was pretty much everything there was solid other than the color MJF match, which I felt was shortened by maybe a possible legit Cutler injury. Match of the night for me, it was Riho versus Nyla Rose. Gave that a B plus. It was not a bad start for this upstart company in AEW. They're just going to need to improve it from an in-ring standpoint moving forward. And then also, they'll have to get better at those transitions, the commentary teams transitioning into those split screen breaks. But uh, that's just something JR and company are not very used to. And they're under- understandably, they're going to, AEW is going to have to bring it every week. I'll have to say that. AEW is going to have to bring it every week because NXT is going to bring it every week. They just got back Finn Balor. So that's some star power they have back in NXT, and it looks like they're going to set up a feud between him and the NXT world champion, Adam Cole. But it's just a fun time to be a wrestling fan right now. We got Monday Night Raw on Monday. Wednesday night, we got AEW Dynamite on TNT and NXT on USA. It is just a fun time to be a wrestling fan. Now you got Friday Night SmackDown on Fox. Impact Wrestling on Axis TV. It is just a great time to be a wrestling fan, and I'm going to love to see what happens moving forward with all these companies, and I'm really looking forward to this. Just, It's just going to be a great time to be a wrestling fan. So many alternatives out there to watch. If you don't like one thing, you're going to find something you like in the world of professional wrestling. It's going to be fun to see each of these brands bring their best every single week. I am just so excited for the prospects of professional wrestling right now. But before I end this review, I would like to go over a recap. But Cody versus Sammy Guevara, that got a B. Brandon Cutler versus MJF, that got a C. Hangman Adam Page versus Pac, that got a B. Nyla Rose versus Rio, I gave that a B+. The Elite, Kenny Omega, Matt and Nick Jackson versus Chris Jericho, Ortiz, and Santana. That got a B, and the overall grade for the show was a B. Also, don't forget to listen to my Hell in a Cell pay-per-view review. That will be up on Monday on Spotify, Podbean, YouTube, and Apple Podcast. And as always... This is Sig Daddy signing off, thanking you all for listening, and so long, everybody.